Rest in peace, DMX. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Like Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another double episode of The Good Place. This is the worst possible use of free will and don't let the good life pass you by. The first episode actually premiered 11-8 of 2019, which is my birthday. I don't know what I was doing in 2019. It's kind of, or 18. It's kind of a blur. Written by Cora Jefferson, directed by Claire Scanton. I really enjoyed this episode. I gave it a 9.8 out of 10. We start with Eleanor and Michael. They go to a quiet place, the library, so that she can see how exactly she fell in love with Chidi during the 144th reboot. I'm not sure if that's correct. And they exchanged I love yous. She doesn't believe it. She only wants to see it to be proven that it actually happened. Michael's like, I'm going to skip through the chewing and the sleeping because there's a lot of chewing and sleeping that y'all humans do, and I don't understand it. The first time Michael brings out, before he even put the headphones in her head, because those was basically just beats by Dre, blue style. <laughs> um, he brought out a banana, the a paper towel, Tupperware, and she's like what the hell are you doing and it's all because he's like i'm gonna give you three seconds it's gonna have side effects and one of those side effects is that she goes comically bald i did laugh really loud because i couldn't understand why he was just saying so i told you <laughs> and then they panned to her hilarious then while reading philosophy for three months eleanor anticipates his need to need a napkin when he takes about 18 years to sneeze and this endears Eleanor to Chidi and they exchange very cute I like you kind of vibe they have choose a pet day and Tahani gets a mare minotaur which feels very appropriate because all it does is judge her and that's exactly what she gets Jason gets a penguin, Eleanor gets a lizard, and even gets a cowboy hat on the lizard. I don't care, it's a lizard, I don't ever want that as a pet. Chidi cannot choose between two equally adorable puppies and ends up with an owl, whom he tried to play fetch with, but it attacked. She bandages up his wound and offers to speak with Michael about it to repay him for all the help that he's given her because he won't bring it up because he knows it was his mistake for waiting five hours to choose between one puppy and the other those hard ass they be giving each other though they do really just hit me in the feels the lizard goes missing and instead of flying because that's what Michael is planning for a party to turn everyone's everyone will turn into the animal that they chose I'm not sure if you chose a different kind of animal if that's like I don't want to be a giraffe granted I wouldn't pick a giraffe Lord knows I would have picked both those puppies 
<laughs> the whole time I was like, how do you mean one is cuter than the other? They're both looking at me like, take me. And I'm like, I'm taking both of you. They, was there a limit? I don't recall him saying there's a limit that you only choose one. Maybe he did. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but he decides um, to abandon that, not fly like an owl, to help Eleanor find her lost lizard. Because she had everyone go to the party without her. And she reacted just like I react when people creep up on me because I don't like it. And if you scare me, I will react violently. So she pushes him in the pond and it was his fault. Then she calls him amazing. They kiss. Then they fall in love, eat shrimp until one day they escape to Mindy St. Clair's house. And that's when they confess their love to each other. He doesn't want to show her the rest. She thinks he's hiding something. And he is just his terrible behavior because he was a dick. And he told them, it doesn't matter if you're in love. Basically, I don't care. You're in hell. And pretty much uh, <laughs> shat all over their love story. And that's what he did not want her to see. He's like, I'm changed. I'm not the same person anymore. She's like, I'm not going to be mad at a demon for being evil. However, she thinks it's determinism that created her and Chidi confessing their love for each other, particularly her. She says, you manufactured, Michael, all the circumstances, putting us through different stresses that made it impossible for us to basically fall in love because we were in proximity. I, I was like, Eleanor, come on, you're reaching there. I understand to an extent, like, yeah, you have orchestrated the circumstances in which me and Chidi met. However, it wasn't for the exact same goals. He didn't want you to fall in love. He wanted you to torture each other. And yet you all became friends. So he knows that it's a bunch of bull and baloney. <laughs> I don't even know what that meant. Um, that, that it's determinism, but they cannot continue the conversation because the library is about to close. And as soon as it does, that's when they start shooting porn. Apparently, they shoot porn a lot in wherever they are. Is that Arizona? I'm not sure. He tells her at a bar, well, first they order a drink, and that that waitress looked like she was too through. And why she almost looked like Olivia Spencer? Yeah, you can see it. Go back and watch it. You'll see it. And she gets a nice tea for Michael and a nice tea for Eleanor. And he shows her all the times in which there was free will, that she made decisions that he could not predict, that he knows everything about her. He even confronted her in one of the reboots to say, like, like I'm not even trying in this shit. Like, she's asking, where am I? Like, fuck that. I know everything about you, including, what did he say that she went to a bare naked concert? Which, yeah, that's something I would hide in my closet forever. Never happened. Not saying I didn't listen to the song, but I would never go to the concert. Like, there's only one song versus the 30 set that they're playing. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have enjoyed. Then we have, um, what else did he say in her backstory that was hilarious? I can't remember. See, this is what happens when you don't write down a whole bunch of notes. <laughs> And as she continues to go down the rabbit hole of denial, despite all the evidence he's showing her to the contrary, he decides to just 
dump the whole entire iced tea on her. He said, I'm exercising free will. They then make up because he tells her the most important part is that if free will does not exist, then what are they doing? Trying to help people. That would mean there is no value there that people cannot do things without being orchestrated this is my whole issue with religions of uh, of everything being so predetermined um at least with christianity uh that one person's out there making all your all your life choices but you know it's your decisions that determine if you're going to get in the good place or the bad place but if you only live your life i think that kind of goes into the next episode a little bit only trying to get into the good place then what is your life worth living like there's a value in the here and now is what i took away from this whole lesson and that you do have free will if not then they wouldn't even be in the circumstance that they are right now they then make up and decide that the soul squad need to step up their game and find a prime example so that they can use that example to help other people it's not rihanna and i can't even believe that she considered it would be rihanna and they are off to canada to meet what is his name jeff foss doug fawcett i believe meanwhile and hell sean that annoying chick vicky and his secretary they have i forgot that other guy's name they have built an illegal backdoor to earth okay let's get it and that leads us into our second episode don't let the good life pass you by written by andrew law directed by dean holland premiered 11 15 of 2018 and unfortunately i gave this one a whopping 5.8 other than janet kicking major ass and the confession i didn't care for this episode (laughs) just wasn't a lot for me to enjoy uh the whole doug fawcett thing uh if that is his name (laughs) this is michael and janet scoop i think that was the only chuckle i got because every time michael tries to come up with a human story he just can't and they are reporters and they're talking to this guy about how he gets all his points and he's just doing too much he's choosing i forgot what janet called it but basically making everyone else happy while himself is miserable but he's doing it so that he can get the afterlife it's just stupid i don't (laughs) i would never that it's not even worth it if it means i'm miserable what what about my own damn happiness that's the only thing this earth guarantees me (laughs) so i think i'm gonna suck that up now for instead of the possibility of something not to mention he dreamed it up on mushrooms and came up and understood that this was the good life so it's not even like someone came to you and said wow you're right like the other four humans so that you would i don't know at least have a real reason to invest this hard like killing a snail and you think that you need to do a funeral and walk fifty thousand miles to that no that's just entirely too much and i found the whole arc side arc just boring then at the bar jason and what was his name (laughs) because i'm with um (laughs) michael i just needed a 30 second break 
Jason and Chidi are playing pool, except he just plays it Jacksonville style, which means that I do whatever. Then they're doing a pool version of beer pong, except they're not drinking beer, and they're just coming up with fake points. Eleanor talks to Tahani about her feelings about Chidi about telling him maybe in this afterlife we were in love but she points out that the only reason why you want to tell him now is because you have those feelings and we know per the last episode that Eleanor does not like being vulnerable and she even warns that this might not go the way you think it might as far as his reaction but you also owe it to yourself to tell him how you feel if that's how you feel didn't he just break up with the other girl for uh, Simone and they were just together for like a year or something I feel her feelings after like I don't know what the time frame is I know they've been hopping all around the world but you know I don't think it's been a week (laughs) that might be a little too soon to be confessing thy love but in the moment like when her sitting down about to tell him I was like girl stop like just say I have feelings for you you don't even need to bring up the the good place or yeah the bad place neighborhood episode but then in walks all of the demons they lay in wait for michael and janet to show up which they do janet's like screw this she goes all types of terminator on their asses hold up i'm busy killing these bitches that's when eleanor tells chidi how she feels and all he does is stare at her so I don't think the conversation's gonna go the way she wants it because they didn't have all that build up before despite the fact that they're good friends they didn't have that romantic part of their relationship so I don't know how this is gonna work out but the most important part that actually moves the plot going forward especially with the the bad place is that they are coming to the conclusion that the system is rigged and so they need to go see an accountant and just as they are about to have them stay at doug's house more demons show up they're outnumbered i don't know i felt she could have just kicked more at but i get it she almost got beat up a few times i did laugh really loud when jason threw that pool (laughs) ball at that one chick's head because i know if she wasn't already dead she sure as shit was in that moment like there should have been blood matter like an indent from that like holy shit so yeah then she has to take them to the void but now they're all dead so (laughs) there's that and that's how the episode ends and i will say i was more intrigued by the last five minutes or even two minutes really than i was by the whole entire episode so unfortunately that just was a dud they happen we got one piece of feedback this week let's jump into the mailbag Christina is me shy. I am here to talk about The Good Place, episodes 7 and 8, titled The Worst Possible Use of Free Will and Don't Let the Good Life Pass You By. 
um these were really good episodes i enjoyed them um i had a few laughs um throughout both of them um not as funny as the last podcast episodes but still i enjoyed them i like the whole um question of free will you know it's always a a question that we have as human nature to wonder what's divine intervention and what's you know things that we um choose for ourselves are they chosen for us or is our life already planned out and we're just living it and we just think we have free will or do we actually have free will yeah that's one of life's greatest questions that or greatest mysteries that um we tend to ask at certain times in our lives I know that I know that we like to think that we have free will and all that good stuff but I know there are people out there and um religions out there that may believe that your life is already planned out and already mapped and you're just going along on that on that uh road to your destiny um I know that you know I yeah I just you know if if your life is predetermined or if things you could do things to change it so yeah very complex and interesting way of thinking um I tend to not go down that road too often because it is something you'll never never ever 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 know so why even bother trying to figure it out (laughs) that's just my take on it anyways but yes um Eleanor talked about determinism I hadn't even heard of that before this show before this episode I should say and so that was very fascinating to learn about that But then that begs the question, if you have no free will and everything is just mapped out and you're just riding along, then there there goes the question of accountability. So how how can you be accountable for actions that are not of your will, of not of your, you know, of your making? So there begs that question. So, yeah, you just go into this, you know, my famous uh, phrase rabbit hole of <clears throat> the um what does that all mean so but yeah I thought that was fascinating for them to explore that um in this episode or in episode seven I should say um and Michael <laughs> Michael was cracking me up with Eleanor because she was just going down that rabbit hole of just deflecting everything Michael was it was showing her like well I wouldn't have it's because you did x y and z why I did you know a b c and this is why this ended up happening because and you know at the end of the day is I mean she had a valid point I mean because if it wasn't for Michael interfering all the times he interfered with things have gone the way they did so just like when I talked about earlier you know when they all went back to earth without Michael's interference would they have come together come together at some point who knows you just don't know but because Michael um put set things in motion that determined but was and then of course (laughs) Eleanor 
she brought up another good point. Like, what if there's somebody for you to, that's, you know, that's the puppeteer to your puppet, you know, that's up there torturing you for torturing us. So, yeah, you can go on and on and on. Um, It's just almost, it reminds me of a time loop. You just keep going on and on and never really get to an end or a beginning. So, I thought that was very uh very fascinating um yeah just like you know the Chidi and Eleanor thing where they have always found each other if not for the machinations of um Michael but who knows um that's the beauty of it again like I said you just never you just it's not, not a question you can really no 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 um, as for episode eight, I thought that one was funny um, in regards to them going to see what's his name again? I forgot his name. The the person that's supposed to be the Doug was that his name? That's supposed to be the epitome of goodness of acquiring points, and that again raises the question <laughs> of you know live how you live your life. You know, do you live your life with the expectation? um of getting to heaven or the good place uh in this case um uh so in 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 that in that of itself is that healthy or is that um are you truly living your life if you're living with the sole purpose of getting to the next level so you're not really in the present you're not in the here and the now everything you're doing is with a purpose and so in a way it's selfish so I don't think (laughs) I don't think I forget dang it I forget the guy's name but y'all know who I'm talking about but of course to me that's a type of selfishness because you're not doing it with the pure heartedness of doing it um you're doing it with a purpose in mind with a goal in mind, which is what they talked about in a a previous episode um, of them not getting into the good place because their motivations were tainted with the with the concept of them getting to the good place from the bad place. So, yeah, you can like both these episodes are very, you know, you know, very comedic, but deep if you really delve into like the deeper meeting which is which is what you talked about Christina and what I've <clears throat> enjoyed about this as well just you know the putting that comedic spin on some very very um good questions and some very deep thought provoking stuff that is can take up many many hours of conversation and all that good stuff um so obviously I'm not going to take hours to talk about it but I just thought it was fascinating it just seems like Chidi and Eleanor just going to continue to dance their way around this relationship that they're going to eventually have I just find that funny it's like every time they are on the verge of hey this happened and we had this and what should we go where should we go from here something you know all hell breaks loose and and something ended up happening so I'm very curious as to what's going to happen with Janet Eleanor and Chidi they all went through that door and Michael right um so 
Um, that should be interesting going forward. But that's all I have. Um, I'll let you delve more into all that since you will have a little bit more time to talk about those types of things, those topics that I brought up or the show brought up that I was referring to. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic. Queen of the couch. Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. <laughs> I'm laughing because right before I started recording again, our daughter likes to pop up in my room all the time. She knows like I'll be quiet and then she'll be like, I don't care if she's talking in there. I'm going to knock on this door anyway, instead of just waiting and walking away. Because does she want anything? Nope. I just want to see your face. Anyhow, um, I'm with you. There were a lot of deep existential questions being asked, but I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't go down these rabbit holes. I go into like, ugh, I can't imagine what death is like how nothingness feels like and i'm like ooh, i don't like that feeling and then i crawl back out of that damn rabbit hole i don't stay there and then as far as have i ever asked if i have free will or not i know damn well i did because ain't nobody programmed me to eat all five bags of that high popcorn why would any i mean it's not going to do anything good for me and yet i keep doing it i'm making these decisions there are things I know can't just possibly be someone else just guided me for that, right? I, I've never been of the that mindset. And um, I think I've, I've said I've spent 18 years in, in church every Sunday. So from someone to go there to, to finding my own path, I've stated it earlier. Do you? Do you, boo? I don't care. I'm not going to make fun of religion. I don't feel like that's something I should ever do it's not my place whatever makes you feel good you do it but if you're gonna have a conversation with me knowing these things know that I'm going to ask other questions and that's kind of what I felt Michael was doing like I get what you're saying (laughs) Eleanor in this case and you can you know put every possibility out there and you can never say it's not possible but when are you just going to focus on, you know, living your life and just doing what you do? And as you pointed out, accountability. If that's the case, she just, I mean, look how she reacted when she sat down to order iced tea. Well, it's made for me, so I guess I'll just figure it, you know? That's where you have people living in autopilot, though, to a lesser degree, not as deep as what she was doing, but I don't have free will, so... All I have to do is love my family and and go to church every Sunday and go back and forth and that's it. And it could be that they're happy in that way. But as someone who spent 18 years in the church, that's not what I saw. <laughs> Maybe that was just my church. But I feel those people in those situations, they're not happy. And some of them are, some of them truly are, and they're content in their life. But that's when they're making a, because that's the decision to live that life. Like someone like my mom, I keep saying like, now I'm annoyed. That's another word I have to now get rid of my vocabulary. (laughs) See the debris podcast for further explanation. But 
you know, she was going to church every week, but she was so miserable. And she got so caught up in the guilt and doing this. And then whenever something bad happened, it's, oh, it's because I wasn't doing better. I'm like, no, it could just be that something bad happened. I'm not saying there ain't decisions that let up, but some things are just simply not within our control. And it's about how we react to things that really determine the people that we are. And the person you are is who you should be. And if you are a good person, then whatever comes in the afterlife, if it's a good place or nothing, all you can ever do is stand at the end and say, I lived a good life. I did the most good I could do. But ain't nobody going to be fucking perfect. I don't go out and volunteer 25 to 30 hours of my week. No, I volunteer that work to myself because I'm a charity piece as well and I need it. But you are correct. This was more of a philosophical two episodes, which I like. I just like the latter much better. The second one just felt stilted. And I just wasn't like, I didn't, the whole time I was, they were talking to Doug. I'm just like, man, go find some shrooms and put it in his stuff. <laughs> um, anything burn his book something make him freak the fuck out and he has to start i don't know that would be mean actually wasn't that actor though in something i feel like he was in national lampoon's vacation or he's been in a lot of things i wish he had been doing it's almost like you know he reminds me of that character that janet made i can't even remember his name but i remember hating that episode too because it's like oh this is not a character i'm ever gonna relate to or feel anything about so there's that if you want to join in the conversation blackrocouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well you can find Black Couch reviews on all platforms until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>